Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. Richard Poplack, writing in the Daily Maverick earlier this week, noted that it would be fantastic to think that the ANC's fifth policy conference was a genuine battle for ideas. But he seems to think otherwise. He joins me now to tell me more. Um, Richard, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Mm-hmm. Richard, were you at the policy conference this last week? I was, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, all five days. All five days. Uh, kind of the things, the things that I'm reading indicate that it has been uh, extremely quiet. Uh, not quiet, but from a media point of view, slow. What was your feeling? Well, I mean, effectively, what what they did was um, walled us off or fenced us off from the actual delegations themselves. So there was no real way to um, sort of uh, get into the the actual delegation conversations within the commissions um, to hear what people were saying. We had to work our contacts quite heavily. So there was a lot of hurry up and waiting. And of course, the most contested commission of all was the Economic Commission, where the proxy battles between Jacob Zuma's faction and so Ramaphosa's faction were uh, were fighting uh, most viciously. And was it mainly in the economic, or was it in all areas that this kind of tension between the two party, uh, two contesters, was felt? Well, I mean, I mean, most of the most contentious issues sort of flare up within the rubric, I suppose, of the economy. So that's where uh, the factional battles are, are as I was saying, most vicious. Um, the first uh, sort of issue to deal with. Um, now, all of this terminology, uh, it's an old sort of, uh, you know, kind of Soviet way of dealing with factional battles. Would the ANC use the term white monopoly capital, or would they use the more general term monopoly capital to um, characterize the biggest threat to the economy here in South Africa? Um, white monopoly capital is associated with Jacob Zuma's faction. That's the terminology they would like to use. Monopoly capital is the... Um, is the characterization that uh, that Cyril Ramaphosa's faction would like to use? So that's the kind of battle that you're that you're having on the ground because it, it, it's relevant uh, insofar as it's relevant. It's relevant to the different factions, and, and it shows who's winning, who has plurality um, within these uh, within these commissions. So in that battle, it seems that Cyril Ramaphosa's faction won. Uh, with that one, it does seem like they won. Um, also, the adoption or the seeming adoption of not radical economic transformation, but radical socio-economic transformation. That's also a, um, a terminology preferred by Ramaphosa and, uh, and his faction, who I sort of term the constitutionist. Um, so, again, that one seemed to have been another win for Team Ramaphosa. However, it's very difficult to see whether, to, to know whether those were concessions made by Zuma's side or sort of genuine wins suggesting that Ramaphosa and his team have the, have the upper hand. Uh, it's quite difficult to know that right now. I think everybody was c- kind of looking at this as the defining moment. Was this policy conference a defining moment in determining what happens next? No, it wasn't. Um, I've said uh, a lot over the last six, seven, eight months. Prognosticating about who's going to win the, the factional battles going into December is very, very difficult to do. There are so many balls in the air. So many things can go wrong for each side. It's almost a day-to-day, um, almost a day-to-day fight, I'd say. And the war is by no means won. Um, one thing it did show uh, is that the Zuma team um, was surprisingly um, coherent in how they formulated 
their their battles on the ground in the commission. They're going to go into um, the electoral conference on the 16th of December very well prepared and very willing to fight. So in terms of saying this is a clear win for Ramaphosa and the, and the momentum seems to be going with him, I, I'm not entirely sure I would uh, agree with that at all. We're going to take a short break, but after the break, I'd like to know a little bit more about actual policy that comes out of these conferences. Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. And I'm talking to Richard Poplack, who has written um, numerous articles in the Daily Maverick on South African situation. In fact, Richard, the last time you and I spoke on air was just after the opening of Parliament. And you described, I think the word you used, that it was an assault on South African citizens. Do you feel a similar mood in the country a couple of months later at the um, policy conference? Oh, gosh, if anything, I'd, I'd say that uh, the, the battles are getting more and more vicious, um, as I think many people anticipated. Um, so I, I kind of look back to Sona as fondly, you know, <laughs> good old days. Um, listen, uh, I, I can't overemphasize how, how tough the fight in the economic commissions actually was. Um, effectively, that's where the soul of what we see as this, uh, the, of, of the current economy is being uh, is being I guess fought for um, and fought against by Jacob Zuma's faction. So I, I think I think Team Ramaphosa were actually a bit taken aback by how uh, by how committed uh, the Zuma faction actually was. And in the coming months, do you think that it's just going to intensify, intensify that no real policy or kind of positive governance is going to take place, or do you think we'll just kind of stumble along as usual? Well, you know, we always seem to stumble along. <laughs> the pitch of the crises seems to increase every day, but for some reason, we kind of just uh, kind of just keep stumbling along. Um, look, there's some real there's some real flare ups coming on the South African Reserve Bank. Whether or not to uh, change the policy of the South African Reserve Bank, it seems likely that that uh, that that's something that's going to be pushed for very heavily. Um, it, it's clearly under assault. Uh, its independence is clearly under assault, even though. Um, Enoch uh, got a one uh, and when summing up the economic uh, commission insisted that it was not under assault it would remain independent um, but, but I mean I guess you were, you were sort of asking me was any real policy debated yes. and the answer to that question is no um, this policy conference as the stalwart um, prior to the conference insisted was not going to be about policy it was going to be about factional battles property mm-hmm. factional battles within these commissions um, and that's exactly what it's been to be. Policy conferences, just this one aside, I mean, even even including this one, how important are they to the ultimate acceptance of policy in the elective conference in December? Well, is anything that was discussed here, I mean, is everything that was discussed here going to be discussed again? Well, I mean, first of all, the, the ANC keeps going back to the National Development Plan, um, which is the, the which is the big policy framework that was adopted in 2012. Um, that plan goes basically back to Colonel Manuel um, sort of formulated the, the, the basis of the, the National Development Plan, which remains um, a, the ANC's policy framework. So right there you have the underlying issues with regard to, um, to, to the policy uh, that you can find in the National Development Plan. Now this policy conference was supposed to tweak that slightly here and there, but, but you know we're kept getting told we have a policy framework, it's the National Development Plan. 
So I, I suppose if there were real policy conversations going um, they they would be based on that. Um, but that didn't really seem to be the case. Moving the needle forward on the change that this country requires, um, no, I, I don't think anything there was 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 discussed to any to any to any real degree. I, I can give you a couple of examples. Sure. One of them is the legalization of sex work. Mm-hmm. In, in a pro- progressive society, one one imagines um, in 20, 2017 sex work would be uh, would be legalized, professionalized. So that's something the ANC once again refused mm-hmm. to do. So in other words, even there, an easy win. There wasn't a policy tweak. Um, mm-hmm. with, with regard to the, uh, the the South African embassy in Israel, mm-hmm. what is the ANC's policy? Mm-hmm. Um, keep it open, shatter it, reduce it, make it smaller, or, um, I don't know, paint it pink? <laughs> Nothing. Again, uh, all four options are on the table. Right. So, you, you know, that's the kind of, no real decisions are made really just about setting up the battle line for December. And in December, is it just going to be, once again, no more policies? We've got the policies, we've got our national framework, everybody actually buys into that framework. It's just going to be what happens after December. Who, who will take control? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, that, that electoral conference is a, is a flat-out succession battle. Um, and, and, I mean, even Jacob Zuma said in his summary speech, we've got great policies. Mm. Our issue is implementation. So, um, <laughs> that's a that's a strange admission for the president to make at the mm. end of the policy conference. Mm. Uh, the, uh, given that he's been president for seven years. <laughs> uh, Richard, the, the last question for, from me to you is: we, we spoke also last time about the role of civil society. Do you feel that civil society has been more active since we last spoke in February? Um, yeah, I, I suppose so. I, I think there's been some very good initiatives, and, and uh, of course, there's a, a lot of lawfare that um, that's practiced by civil society at this stage. And there's all sorts of civil society uh, initiatives that that are kind of keeping an eye on what's going on out there. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of actual citizen action, uh, which you know is distinct from the professionalized civil society organizations that that we may be thinking of right now. No, once again, I don't think South Africans are are active enough. I think we're you know, we're addicted to politics, <laughs> but we don't actually we don't actually participate in it, um, and that remains, um, I think, a, a significant problem in this country. Richard, thank you so much for joining me. I am um, always glad to kind of get the, the the voice behind the articles that we so enjoy to read in the Daily Maverick. So I'm sure thank we'll speak much, again. Please. Thank you. That was Richard Poplack, who is an author, filmmaker, and journalist who writes for the Daily Maverick.